Well, hello and welcome to the CSF monthly podcast for December 2021. I cannot believe that a year has gone by. And so the first thing I have to do in this podcast is wish you the very best of this festive holiday season. Wherever you are in the world, I wish for you a pleasing and relaxing time now and a peaceful and prosperous new year. Well, not much has changed in podcast world because as you know, my aim is always to keep you up to date with the latest information and data in the field of rheumatology. And today I'm going to review two papers, again with a focus on jackanibs. Now the first is by Kevin Winthrop and colleagues and provides data from an integrated analysis evaluating the safety of filgotinib amongst people with rheumatoid arthritis treated for a median of 1.6 and a maximum of 5.6 years. And I'll tell you all about the details in a moment. Just hang in there, be enticed. And the second paper reviews the, the pivotal trial data published in The Lancet, the use of tofacitinib in patients with polyarticular juvenile idiopathic arthritis. Uh, and that's a really exciting development. New oral therapies, particularly relevant for children and adolescents who quite often prefer to avoid injections. So um, Roberto and his colleagues assess the efficacy and safety of tofacitinib versus placebo in patients with um, uh, polyarticular JIA, and again, results to follow. And as always, uh, you can access detailed summary slides of the papers uh, on cytokinesignaling.com, cytokinesignaling, all one word, dot com. Okay, paper one. Well, an integrated safety analysis of filgotinib in patients with moderately to severely active rheumatoid arthritis receiving treatment over a median of 1.6 years. Uh, filgotinib is an oral preferentially JAK1 inhibitor approved in Europe and Japan for treatment of people with rheumatoid arthritis. In previous clinical trials from methotrexate naive through the whole spectrum to biologic refractory rheumatoid arthritis, filgotinib has demonstrated improvement in signs and symptoms, physiologic function, radiographic progression, and quality of life. Uh, it was generally well tolerated in these previous trials and, and a similar safety profile to active comparators uh, namely methotrexate and adalimumab with data known up to 52 weeks. But this was an integrated analysis evaluating safety of filgotinib across seven trials, including long-term extensions, among patients with rheumatoid treated for a median of 1.6 and a maximum of 5.6 years. There was um, attention to adverse events of special interest upon JAK inhibition. The general results, well, an integrated analysis, seven clinical trials, um, 777 and 788 patients receiving fulgotinib 200 and 100 milligrams and long-term safety of fulgotinib 200 and 100 milligrams in patients with RA exposed for 4,047 and 2,032 patient years respectively. And that's a median of 1.6 and 1.3 years, the maximum of 5.6 and 4.7 years respectively. Now, during the 12-week placebo-controlled period, rates of treatment emergent adverse events, particularly grade more than equal to three, serious, and uh, TAs leading to drug, uh, drug discontinuation were comparable for fulgotinib and placebo. Um, EIRs for deaths were 0 0.6 per 100 patient year for fulgotinib 200, fulgotinib 100, and placebo. Long-term EAIRs were 0.5 and 0.3 per 100 patient years for fulgotinib 200 and fulgotinib 100 milligrams. 
portions of patients treated with Vilgotinib 200 and 100 milligrams who developed infections and serious infections were higher versus placebo. Um, the MACE and VTE uh, that emerged remained stable over time. And long-term EAIRs of all non-malignant uh, non uh, squamous carcinoma malignancies for Vilgotinib 200 and 100 milligrams remained stable over time. So how do we conclude? Well, adverse events of special interest um, are generally similar between Fulgotinib 200 milligrams and 100 milligrams. Serious infection risk is likely elevated with Fulgotinib versus placebo, as is the risk of herpes zoster. Rates of venous thromboembolism were generally low. Uh, malignancy and MACE were low and similar to that reported in population-based studies of RA. Of course, there are um, some reservations about that kind of comparison, so more data needed. And over a median of 1.6 and a maximum of 5.6 years of exposure, the safety tolerability of Filgotinib 200 milligrams and Filgotinib 100 milligrams were similar, with a lower instance of infections with Filgotinib 200 milligrams among the long-term um, as treated data set. Okay, well, turning now to uh, juvenile idiopathic arthritis and potential use of tofacitinib there. I think you're well aware GIA is a heterogeneous group of chronic conditions of unknown cause with an onset occurring before the age of 16 years. Now, per current recommendations, patients with the most severe forms of polyarticular coarse GIA and systemic GI are treated with DMARDS. And despite the fairly significant therapeutic advances of the last decade, many patients have an inadequate response to existing therapy. In an international study of more than 9,000 patients with GIA, although 21 to 46% used biologic DMARDs, 33 to 56% had active arthritis at their last visit. So there's, there's clearly unmet need out there. And this is a trial that assessed the efficacy and safety of the oral jacinib tofacitinib versus placebo in people with polyarticular coarse GIA. What are the key results? Well, the take home is that the clinical trial met its primary endpoint, which was GIA flare rate by week 44 in part two in patients with PGIA. That was an intention to treat analysis. You'll be familiar with this trial design. Um, you, reduced therapy and you wait for, for flare upon admission, uh, administration of placebo or, or active drug. The GIA flare rate was significantly lower with tofacitinib than with placebo. Improvements were seen with tofacitinib versus placebo in secondary endpoints, including GIACR response, GIACR inactive disease rates, JADAS, and change in the um, functional measure C-HAC disability index. And rates of adverse events and serious adverse events were similar between both treatment groups in part two of the study. So conclusions here will end this phase three trial, Tofacitinib resulted in a rapid and sustained clinical improvement in PGIA disease activity with no new potential safety risks identified. And these suggest a favorable benefit risk balance in patients with PGIA treated with Tofacitinib. Well, if you want to look at the publications in detail uploaded this month and to access our other podcasts and resources, please pop over to cytokinesignaling.com. It's a treasure trove of information. And as always, th thank you so much for your attention. Don't forget to subscribe to the podcast. Let us know what you think by leaving a review. But most importantly, don't forget to take some time out in this festive holiday period. Pay attention to ourselves, to our families, to our loved ones and arrive in 2022 with renewed vigor and energy as we continue to combat the rheumatic and musculoskeletal diseases. Thank you so much.